Hey, Jay Calloway here, Pastor of the Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. I hope you are having an incredible day. Happy Fourth of July for all of you that are celebrating liberty and independence in this country. I just want to wish you a happy uh, Independence Day and Fourth of July. And thank you so much for joining us. If you're in a hub somewhere uh, all across this nation, wherever you're at, I just want to say thanks for uh, joining in. And I'm sure that you're going to have a great day. And I believe that God is still blessing this nation. And I am excited about what God is doing in all of these areas and what he's doing in your life. You know, we've been in this um, sermon series for freedom. And how many of you have a Bible say yes? If you don't say oops, well, get your Bible out and turn with me to Galatians 5, chapter 5. Get, a, get your Bible out and turn into Galatians chapter 5. We're going to look at verse 1. Hey, and listen, if I haven't got a chance to meet you, my name is Jay. My wife Vicki and I, we lead this amazing church called The Gate in Northwest Indiana, Chicagoland area, but we're based here and we're going out everywhere. And I've been getting reports from people all over uh, the nation of what God is doing in their lives and just being a part of The Gate. And we're just so excited. This last week, we started something brand new called Gate Growth, and we called it the Gate Growth Boot Camp, and it started July the 1st, and we're so excited for those that are joining us and being a part and learning what it is just to go from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and that's what it's all about. But as we celebrate this July the 4th and this Independence Day, you know, last year was really uh, incredibly different. We were all in, in the mindset of pandemic. We were in the mindset of being kind of shut down and many places were shut down even more so than what they are right now. And we just, we, we just couldn't understand what was all going on. And I was reminded of that as I was preparing for today's message. And I was reminded of the liberties and freedoms that we have in this country. I was reminded and, and thankful so much for the freedoms of what God has given us. And I, and I thank him for that. And I thank the, 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 the men and women across this nation in, over, in the last many generations, in the last 200 and plus years of what, God, what the people of this nation, the men and women from our founding forefathers all the way to those that have given their life even this year for the freedoms that this nation represents. You know, over the last several um, years, there's been this major debate over our flag and what the flag stands for. And I find it really interesting that, that there is this symbol that is for every country, and it's the symbol of their flag. And, you know, in the Word of God, there, it talks about God and His name being Jehovah Nissi, N-I-S-S-I, meaning uh, God, uh, Jehovah, our banner. And every country, every people group has a banner. And, it has, and, and it's, it's the symbol of where they're at. It can be flown in times of war. It's flown in times of peace. It's put away when things are done in the day. And it's brought out when the day starts. And the flag is always there. Whether it's the Zimbabwean flag. It's the, Mexi the flag of Mexico. It's a Puerto Rican flag. The flag of the United States. Wherever it is. 
every country, every people group has this banner or this flag. And it's to represent something. And it represents who they are. Without ever telling anybody who you are, that flag flies in or that flag is flown from a car or from a flagpole or from, hanging from a house. Behind me, we have the flags. We have the flag that was right, that started this country out, the, what we call the Betsy Ross flag or the, uh, the colonial flag, all the way to the flag right now. And that, 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 those symbol, they symbolize something. It can bring up rage in some people's lives and it can bring up peace and security in others. Not because of what the material is made out, but what it represents. And I want to talk to you today about the banner of our freedom or the flag of our freedom. And in Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse one, it says, so Christ has truly set us free. Make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in the slavery of law. You see, this is something that I feel like is so important for each one of us is this symbol that we need to have a symbol that says, says there, we are free, the banner and the, the banner of Christ. And as we celebrate the freedoms of this country, I want us to think about that for a moment. And as children of God, we are to walk confidently in our freedom. As children of God, we're to walk strong in the liberty that he has for us. And so I want you to say it like you believe it and you mean it today. So say this with me. Today, I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the king of kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the word of God. My walk is sure, my talk is confident, my attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the word of God, today I will do the will of God, today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name, amen. Do you believe it? Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you, give them a high five, say, I believe it for you too. Well, listen, as we talk about this, I want you to think about the, the flags that you've seen across this nation, the flags that you see uh, waving. I remember many years ago when we would do our, our missions uh, uh, emphasis and talking about all the different countries that we help out and, and going and we would have a parade of flags and all the countries we'd have. And there would be there would be two or three hundred flags flying all over. Many places, if you go to the... Um, United Nations in New York City, the United Nations, they've got all the flags of all the nations that have come together as, as, as in, in unity and to bring that through. But I want to talk to you about the, the flag, the, the banner that we have in our country. You see, our country, the, the banner that we see, the red, white, and blue, the old glory, the colonial flag, the Betsy Ross flag that you see sitting back there behind me. That wasn't the original flag of the United States. In fact, there were many different flags. You might have seen a flag where the serpent that's cut into different pieces and it's, it's, it's cut up into pieces that represent the colonies and it says there, don't tread on me as a, as a statement that we're not going to be defeated, that we're not going to be under tyranny. We're not going to be held into slavery. But there was a one particular flag that was a flag that was called the tree flag. The flag that, we, that was there, and this was a special flag because it was commissioned by the very first commander of the Continental Army. His name was George Washington. We know him as the father of our nation. That flag was commissioned on October, in October of 1775. And underneath that, it says an appeal to heaven. 
And what was in George Washington's heart, our fa the founding father of our nation, what was in his heart is the realization that we were going to be a, having a free a nation, one nation under God. There was going to be of liberty and freedom, that all men are created equal and are born with unalienable, or inalienable rights, that we are born of a creator, God. And he would go on and on. And he commissioned this flag to be flown over the, the, the Navy and all the ships that were out there and every time that they would wake up in the morning and see that flag raised it would remind them it was a banner that we needed to call out and appeal to the king of heaven because it's true that while we can fight for freedom while it's true that we can we, we can uh, bring about freedom in our lives the true foundation of freedom as i shared last week is that we appeal to the king of freedom we appeal to those that are that that god has given we appeal to to what god has given us and that is the foundation from the very foundations of the world but can I just say to you that through the course of our, our lives, through the course of, our, of this nation, while we're relatively young as a nation, we have been the most successful nation of all nations out there as a republic, as a free people. That through the course of this, no republic, no government that is, that is like, like we have has ever lasted as long as we have. But if we're not careful, that, nation, that, that freedom that we have can be destroyed. You see, in, in, in Isaiah, the 54th chapter, and verse 14, it says, The righteous you will establish, and tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be removed from you, and it will not come near you. You see, if we align ourselves with God, what we're saying, what we're seeing here is that that very, that very fight at the very beginning of our country, you see, Thomas Jefferson said this, he said, resistance to tyrants is obedience to God. The liberty and freedom that this flag represents is the freedom that God destines for every single man and woman on the planet. This flag that we have is not simply a flag that represents a, a, a pagan nation or something that is there, but it was representative of one that was going to destroy tyranny. It was one that we sought for. You see, I said, uh, I've said last week that the United States of America, this country that we celebrate today, is unique in its way because it's not based in, in a, a people group. It's not based in a, in a ideology. I mean, it's not based in, a, in a, a culture. It's not based from geographical expanse. <clears throat> it's based on an idea. And that basis is found in that very word that I just said is that righteous, in righteousness you will be established and tyranny will be far from you. If we forget what the foundation of this is, that we, are, we will either be in tyranny or we'll be in liberty. We live in a kingdom and we survive in this kingdom, but we have to choose which kingdom to live in. The fight that we've had for freedom in a, in, against a tyranny and against an oppressive country over us was one that was for liberty and freedom for all mankind, not just for those in these borders. We were established from the very beginning. We were established for the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We were established for the glory of God. But you see, that freedom only lasts so long without it being threatened. 
And in fact, as the founding fathers wrote at the Constitution, as the founding fathers began to write and, and establish the ways that we were going to be free and the, land, the ways that we were going to, uh, we were going to come about in, our, in the prosperity that we've had, we were singing songs like, My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. And yet, there was slavery in our borders. An entire population, an entire people group, the black culture, the black race, the African American was sitting there in slavery and chained in bondage. How strange it is for the flag to be raised in the face of tyranny, and yet it was the same flag that supported slavery. I'm not sure I completely understand the thought process on that, but it was like what Jefferson said, that single acts of tyranny may be ascribed to a single incident for the opinion of the day. But if you continue on those acts and you continue on, there is no excuse. Thomas Jefferson, while he may have those sins about him, he was there to fight for it as well and to fight against that slavery. And men and women, we begin to shed our blood but I'm reminded of a passage of scripture that it's not just slavery of, of outward shackles and outward chains and a government that would support human slavery. But there's also a kind of slavery that we must realize inside of our lives, inside of our hearts. For Romans, the eighth chapter, verse 15 says, for you have not received a single spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as which you can cry out, Abba, Father. Can I tell you, you might be sitting there feeling like you're bound. You might be sitting there feeling like you're shackled. You may feel like the, in, in this land of the free and the home of the brave, you might be sitting back there saying, I don't have a father. I don't have a mother. I am completely bound up by fear. I'm bound up in all of this. But can I tell you, God has set you free. You see, there was slavery in our nation. And there was a price that we had to pay. And that flag that waves of the stars and stripes, that flag that is waved across, that many want to, want to destroy today, it was also the same flag that was, lit, that was brought across the battlefields of the south, the battlefields of the north. It was the same flag that was raised as, as Abraham Lincoln stood in the battlefield of, the Get, of Gettysburg and began to share that 26-word uh, speech that simply just said, we have bought, we have paid for this land, and we have paid for this freedom by the blood of those that are on this field. There was a price that was paid. That flag represents the, flag, the, the slavery that was brought about. But consenting to slavery is a sacrilegious breach of trust. As offensive in the sight of God as, a, as is derogatory to the interest and the happiness of the people. You see who wrote those words is John Adams, one of our founding fathers. Those men fought hard and long, but there was such entrenched thoughts, such entrenched mindsets. And you see, the Bible says that those mindsets that are set up against Christ, we have to have the power to strike them down. And what I want to say to you today is this, is that there is a banner and God is our banner. And he says to us, each one of us here, that we have the freedom from slavery. 
It's interesting that that, that that spirit of slavery and fear will separate us. And what we're seeing in our nation today is a separation that we're trying to separate out, that we're trying to, 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 to divide. And there's this idea of trying to divide and, and separate out in our country. But when that spirit of slavery is abolished in our lives and we have that adoption to be sons and daughters of God, there's a unity that comes. It was said that before the Civil War, they used to say the United States are. Because those, all of the different states and all the different groups, the colonies and everything else would always be considered separate. They were always separated out from that. They were separated from each other. And so they would say the United States are because it was a plural. But after the Civil War, after the price was paid, after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, and the reunification of the, of the nation came back together, there was, a, there was something that shifted in the language of the people. They stopped saying the United States are and started saying the United States is. Because while we are different states and we all live from different places, we have the Illini and you have the Hoosiers and you have the, uh, the, the volunteers of Tennessee. You've got them all down and we have our mascots and we have our, our, each of us have our own mottos of our country, of our states and everything else. There still is one pledge. There still is one unification. When slavery is abolished in our lives, unity to co can come in. You see, if we will just listen to those words of Romans chapter 8 and verse 15 says, you now are no longer given to a spirit of slavery that leads to fear. There is nothing you have to fear. But again, I say to you that there was, even though that freedom was bought with a price, and over 600,000 Americans lost their lives in that war between the states, that civil war to fight for the freedom of people, for the liberty of a group. While that price was great, there were still seeds that were put in there. And it wasn't seeds of tyranny. And it wasn't seeds of slavery. But it was seeds of corruption. You see, what happens there in Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 27 or 21, it says there that the creation itself also is to be set free from the slavery to corruption. There was a roller coaster era at the turn of the century, economic and social, uh, social ups and downs. We sent our men for the very first time overseas into World War I. And this was the war to end all wars. And yet just a few years later, we had a global conflict. The stock market crash of the 1920s the 20, and that, ended, that ended with soup lines and uprising and public enemies that led our country into in a season of corruption that changed us forever. Names like Capone and Bonnie and Clyde and Dillinger, Babyface Nelson, the mafia bootlegging and the international and on the international front names that begin to surface like Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin. The Nazis, all of these Stalin and Lenin, these places that were bringing corruption and bringing in a, a way of governing people that was holding people down. You see, this time with all these men, with all these names and the unrest in our society, public enemy number one in all of this, it was a time marked with corruption. 
Corruption was seen at the highest levels. John Adams, our founding father, said this, We have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. Although that it is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And with that, again, the red, white, and blue was raised to fight against corruption. It was raised in this country and in this world. You see, the corrupt society cannot stand and the freedom we have was not designed for corrupt people. It was not designed for those that can just hold a few and to stay there. But what God has said is, I want you to be moral. I want you to stay strong. You see, again, as Romans 8.21 says, that creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Our founding fathers believed this to be a moral and religious country, and it set its government to that end. Samuel Adams, our founding father, not the beer, said, If ever a time should come when vain aspiring men shall possess the highest seats of government, our country will stand in need of its experienced patriots to prevent its ruin. We need the help of God himself in order to see this country free from its corruption. Benjamin Franklin said this, I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more I am convinced of the proofs that I see this truth, that God, that God governs the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is probable that an empire cannot raise without his aid. Although we have not been perfect, I want you to know and we, that we have stood for corruption in any form. While we were a nation that was singing of freedom, and yet we were enslaving people, we still righted that wrong. We fought against those that said it. And through the, through the seasons of corruption and through the seasons of despots and dictators, we have seen that men and women have raised up. Because I tell you, there is still in that same time of these seasons of corruption, in the seasons of despots, in the seasons of these times, we must understand that there is one season that we have to realize, and that is when it comes to the time when it was the freedom by the ultimate sacrifice. As we have seen, we have seen many times that there have been those seasons of time where we hear that, that sound that is somewhat eerie or it's somewhat mourning. It's the sound of taps being played. Taps is played at the end of the day. Taps is played when the flag comes down. Taps is played when the flag is folded. You see this flag, it only, it only goes down when the day is done, when the war is over, when the battle has been won, and sometimes even the battle has been lost. But there is one time when the, when the flag is brought down, and that is when the flag is folded. There have been many times that I've been part, my grandfather's funeral, 
I'll never forget the time when that, when <clears throat> that flag, as many times as it's been morphed from what you see as the colonial flag or the Betsy Roth's flag with 13 stars in the middle. You see those stars represented the colonies. The stripes represented now the 13 colonies. Each time a state was added, a star was added. And what you see before you now is the way this country began with 13 individual groups of people embraced by a, a geographical zone. And it has morphed all the way through the fight of tyranny, all the way through the battle of slavery, all the way through the altercations of corruption from within and from without, to ultimately coming to what we see now as the flag with the 50 stars that represent the, the 50 states and the stripes that represent the 13 colonies in the red, white, and blue. And every in all of that, in all of its grandeur and all of its freedom. But can I tell you, it means so much more than just that. It doesn't. It does not stand for an oppressive, oppressing people. It stands for a freedom, and it stands for a liberty that was founded and based in the Word of God. As I sat there that day in my grandfather's funeral, I'll never forget. There was a 21-gun salute. He served in World War II. He was there as a, as a medic in, in the medical field. And he'd be right on the front lines at some times and in the hospitals at other times. And he was all over countries that he never thought he would ever see and met people and worked on soldiers that he would never see again. And when he came home, he picked up his life again and he went on. Raised two children. I'm a product of that man's fight for freedom. I'm able to say the things I am to you today because of that man's fight for freedom. At his funeral, as we laid his body to rest, there were some men that came that day and they represented the armed forces of the United States government. They see, as they came and they shot the their, their, their guns and, and had the, 20, the 21 gun salute, I was given some of the shells from that. I still have them today. From time to time, I will pull those out and I'll remember the price that he paid. There was a moment in time when my mom was standing there, as the, sitting there as the oldest of the, of the, children, uh, of the children that were left from my, my grandfather and my grandmother. She sat there and at one point, the soldier came and placed the flag in her lap. But before he did that, they folded the flag. Now you may have never understood the power and the symbol, this, the symbol. Remember what I said at the very beginning of this message, is that when a people come together, they come together and form under a banner. Each tribe in Israel would have a banner. The entire nation of Israel had a banner. The flag, the, what you would call, what we would call our flag. There are banners that are, will come around and, and you will see those go through all different kinds of forms and colors and, and pageantry. But they all mean something and they represent something. And that day as those soldiers, as we are reminded of, our, of the price that is paid and the independence that we have from our founding fathers all the way through to the men like my grandfather who paid the ultimate price. Here's what they said. As they folded that flag, this is what it meant. The first fold of the flag 
is the symbol of life. The second fold of the flag is a symbol of the belief of eternal life. The third fold of the flag is the honor and remembrance of our veterans. Fourth fold of the flag is a symbol of weakness. The fifth fold of the flag is a tribute to our country. The sixth fold of our flag is where our hearts lie. The seventh fold of the flag is due a tribute to our armed forces. The eighth fold of the flag is a tribute to the one who entered the valley of the shadow of death so that we might see the light. The ninth fold of the flag is a tribute to womanhood. The tenth fold of the flag is a tribute to fathers. The eleventh fold of the flag represents the lower portion of the seal of King David and King Solomon, glorifying the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The twelfth fold of the flag represents the emblem of eternity and glorifies, God, it glorifies the God of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When the folds are complete, the stars are uppermost and remind us of our motto that we carry as our nation, in God we trust. We have, are, and will ever be a nation founded on the God who is the author and the finisher of our freedom and our liberty. We cannot forget that as we celebrate this day. And what I say to each one of you today is that this isn't a nationalistic message. This isn't a, a, a message to lift up a nation. It is a message that lifts up the God that has blessed our nation. And today I say to you, it's time that we appeal to heaven. If you're here to say and you're sitting back there going like, man, I don't have that freedom and that liberty. I'm living in the freest, most, uh, uh, most free country that has ever been. I live in a place that I can speak what I want to speak. I can go where I want to go. I can say what I want to say. I can start what I want to start in all of these areas. And yet I feel completely bound. Can I tell you that just like it says there, that we are not to have tyranny. We are not to be in slavery. We are not to have corruption. We can say all of that in all the wars that are fought on a, on a playing field and a battlefield of those of outside of our, our abilities. But there's one thing of a freedom that even if you are in prison right now, even if you are in bondage, even if you are being held in places, you can have a freedom in yourself, you can have a freedom in your, in your spirit by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And it's simply this, is to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. He's the one that entered the valley of the shadow of death so that we might see the light. That's what the flag folding represents. It is He is the one from the eternal Father, the creator of all things, the author of man's first breath. That's what this is founded on. And as we celebrate this amazing, amazing place that we have in our freedom, let us never forget our freedom ultimately. And the flags of our freedom are based in the foundation of the world. And his name is Jesus Christ. And I want to invite you to pray that prayer with me today. And if you're here and you're sitting there and you're saying, that's me, I need this. I want you just to type in the chat there for freedom, for freedom, for freedom. 
just type in there whether it's on our Facebook if you're in Facebook live there or wherever you might be at if you're in a hub wherever you might be just just say to someone turn to somebody next to you if you're in a hub and just say for freedom and we'll pray with you and we're going to believe that God is going to give you the freedom and liberty that only he can give only he gave this country the freedoms that we have and I want to pray with you today so pray this prayer with me every single one but especially those that you're saying I need that freedom Lord Jesus thank you that you are the author and the finisher of my freedom and today I confess I believe and I declare that you are the king of kings and that God raised you from the dead and you are the son of God and today I commit my life to you I will walk in your freedom in Jesus name I pray amen hey listen if you prayed that prayer we believe without a doubt that every that you are a child of the most high god that you have become adopted by the by the king of kings and the lord of lords and you are no longer a slave to fear but now you are a son of god and you can cry out abba father which simply just means daddy he's your heavenly father and we're so excited with you and we want to just bless you and walk with you and we've got so many resources for you but today, before you go out and you just have a great time, if you're watching this in the live broadcast, maybe, maybe you're watching this a few days later, that freedom is still there for you. And I want to just say to you that we bless you. And I want to bless you before you go and bless you and that you would walk in that freedom. I bless you now. Just stretch your hand out toward me if you would. I bless you now. I bless you in your families, your finances, and your friendships. I bless you in your families that there would be liberty and there would be freedom in your marriage. That, you are, that, that your marriage would be a lighthouse to all around you in the neighborhood that you live. I bless you now in your children that, they, that you would, they would be blessed to the thousandth generation as you follow raising your children in the way that they should go according to the word of God. I bless you now in your, in your finances that you would have more than enough to pay your bills and you'd pay them on time and that you, would, that you would follow the word of God in all of your finance and your stewardship. I bless you now in your friendships, that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, that you would be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by it. And I bless you now in this world that you would go forward and always fight for freedom. I bless you now. Now go and be a blessing to all around you. God bless you. Have a great, great day. Happy Fourth of July. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.